This podcast contains adult language and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Grant. And I'm Erica. And this is From From Crime Crime to to Crime. Crime. Welcome back to From Crime to Crime. Hey, you stole it from me. (laughs) I was getting ready. I know you always take forever. So I was like, I'll just do it. I'm kind of feisty tonight. Oh my gosh. That's, I don't know how I, now I'm all flustered. I know how you feel. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, well, it's not going to feel right, but welcome back to From Crime to Crime. See, I just, I I don't have it. (laughs) It's, it's, this is it. Just start. This is I can't I can't hang. <laughs> Sorry, bro. I didn't it's mean okay. to mess you up. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Tell everybody what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> this is your episode. <laughs> Come on, bring it in. Oh, man. You can bring it in the middle of the house. <laughs> I'm just here for. <laughs> oh. All right. All right. Stop. <laughs> All right, now now that we got our giggle fest in. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to edit like a minute of that. Well, by the time everybody hears this, I will have already edited a bunch of that out. Oh, it's... <laughs> sometimes, okay. you, sometimes you say that and it ends up in the episode. <laughs> well, because sometimes I don't know where to cut it to make it sound right. <laughs> sometimes like I hear things like as it's playing from Apple and I'm like, wait a minute, talk about <laughs> cutting that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we changed our minds. Well, when you learn how to edit, you can cut lots of things. I know how to watch the YouTube. Yeah. All right. So you ready to get into this episode tonight? It's not going to be a super long one, but it's pretty interesting. Yeah, let's do it. I like All these right. ones where you tell me and, and I get to listen and pay attention to you. Yeah, I think it works better for you because sometimes when there's too much things going on, you're like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the no, word. Uh, ADHD. Is the word. Yeah. All over the place. Yeah. Not paying You're attention. You're kind of scattery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I I know. Trust me. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> All right. Tonight's episode starts in the spring of 2005 with a 46-year-old guy named Thomas Montgomery. Thomas is a normal guy. He lives outside of Buffalo, New York. He works at the Dynabraid factory, which is where they make parts for power tools, I guess. Thank you for explaining, because I was going to ask. Yeah, it's kind of boring. It's just like a normal factory job. Where is this again? Have we Buffalo, New York. Oh, yeah, Buffalo, New York. Okay. All right. Factory job in Buffalo. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So he's married to his wife, Cindy, for a long time, since the 80s. And she was a nurse, and they had two teenage daughters. So- Normal guy, right? Mm -hmm. He taught Sunday school. He was really active in his daughter's sports programs and things like that. But he started to get pretty bored in his life and especially in his marriage, which was kind of falling apart. And it turns out he was also impotent, which is probably a solid factor why his marriage was falling apart. That's uh, that's That's a real issue. Yep. So instead of dealing with that like an adult, he decided to just live this fantasy life. And he got really into like online gaming and chat rooms and stuff. Oh, like Dungeons and Dragons and World of Warcraft stuff? (laughs) Well, even better. He got really into a website called Pogo, 
you could play like blackjack and poker and all kinds of other little games, which is really funny because my boss, she plays poker all the time at work. It really makes me giggle. Oh, really? Is it actual money that they're gambling? No. No. Oh, oh okay. No. Nope. It's just games. Okay. Just games. Okay. She plays like matching games and stuff, but apparently they have blackjack and poker and all kinds of games. So okay. he's in Pogo playing under the username Marine Sniper. Is uh is he a Marine or a former Marine? Well, he was a Marine for six years in his early twenties, but he was in no way, shape, or form a sniper and he <laughs> never saw combat. Oh, at all. Okay, cool. It's a little bit of an exaggeration, but he was a Marine. So, right. but like I said, this is a fantasy life he's living on the internet. So we're going to oh, let him okay. have that one. Okay, fair enough. So apparently Pogo has like a chat function where you can kind of like chat with people you're playing with. Right. He's in this blackjack game room and he starts messaging with a user named Tall Hot Blonde. <laughs> just make a fake username. Tall Hot Blonde. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Like That sounds yeah. like the fake username that. <laughs> That you would have. Yeah. Yeah. He's Marine Sniper. He's chatting with this tall, hot blonde. And they're talking for a bit. And she notices that his profile says that he's 46. And she calls him out on it. Because apparently he was in a teen-only game room. Oh. Which I don't even know why that exists. Well, teen-only. I mean, I can understand why a teen-only would exist to keep people who are 46 out in of In a it. blackjack room? Why are why are teenagers playing blackjack? Oh, that's right. I kept thinking of, like, I keep thinking he's in the World of Warcraft because that's what makes sense. I know. But, yeah. It would make sense. All right. Aside from those obvious red flags, and instead of saying, like, oops, bye, naturally he makes up a story. He tells her that his name is Tommy and he's 19 but he was playing on his dad's profile, which is why it said 46 and his name was Thomas. Oh, uh, okay. Ooh, so he's lying. Yeah, he's lying. <laughs> but it's kind of believable. But I mean, well, he, it is... he is making up characters, which is like right. a common catfish tactic. Oh, is this a catfish? Well, I mean, he's 46-year-old married guy with two kids and he's telling her he's a 19-year-old named Tommy. Oh, yeah. That's the definition of a catfish. So, definitely. Yeah. So they hit it off right away. Tall, hot, blonde is an 18-year-old who is tall, hot, and blonde <laughs> from West Virginia named Jesse. West Virginia, mountain mama, <laughs> take me home, country road. All right. Yeah. It's not as good without Andy's banjo either. Oh, well, I have a didgeridoo. Yeah. But unfortunately, you don't know how to play it. I absolutely know how to play a didgeridoo. How dare you? <laughs> I am a professional didgeridoo player. Yeah, okay. So, Jessie's an athlete and popular, and she's just about to graduate high school, and she's trying to pick her college and start her life. Her and Tommy start chatting, which is really Thomas. She starts sending him pics, and she really is tall, hot, and blonde. And some of these pictures are a little bit, they're not like pornographic or anything, but they're swimsuit pictures and, you know, a little bit obviously risque. They're inappropriate for him to have, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now she wants pics of Tommy. So Thomas panics and he sends her his military photo from, you know, like uh, when they take their military photos and they're dressed blues yeah. from like almost 30 years before. Oh, wow. But somehow this girl falls for it. What? Obviously, <laughs> yeah. that's going to show the picture quality from 
30 years prior. You would think. Oh, my God. The one thing that I was thinking is 2005 and they're chatting like on an online game room. Like you probably have to like upload a picture and scan it in. Like maybe she just thought it was like a bad scan or something. I don't know. But she falls for it. Mm, Okay. All right. I can buy that. They're starting to get pretty hot and heavy. Hot and heavy. And over the next. Yeah. Hot and heavy. (laughs) Over the next few months. They start to, like, connect emotionally. You know, they're talking every day for months. And he tells her weird things like his mom died and he's never been able to get close to anybody since. And he doesn't let anybody in except her. This is all bullshit. Oh, his mom's not dead? No. And he's obviously married, so. Yeah, yeah. So this relationship is really everything for him. He is like full on in this fantasy world. He even tells like his co-workers that he has a girlfriend. He doesn't tell his wife, though. That's (laughs) pretty under wraps. This is strange. This is just this is strange already. It is strange. But Jesse sends him pics of herself and even like kind of risque videos, like almost like up the skirt videos. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And their chats are pretty cringy. You know, obviously they didn't think anybody would ever read them, but now they're available for the internet to read. Oh, man. Do they have to read them out in court? Is there a court thing that goes into this? Am I too early? Because those are always so (laughs) uncomfortable when people have to read their, (laughs) like, sexual history in front of other people. Oh, it's so, it's so (laughs) uncomfortable. Even for me, and I and I love the uncomfortable part of it, but even for me, it's like, oh, man, this guy has to be so uncomfortable for those people. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. That's not quite yet. But he tells her that he can't meet her because he's off in boot camp. And then he can't meet her because he gets shipped out to Iraq. And then while he's deployed, he, you know, starts to kind of like be weird. And he lets her communicate with his dad, who's relaying messages between them. And this is when he proposes to her when he's in Iraq. And Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it gets pretty intense. But he tries. He like really does start to feel guilty. A little bit. So he pops and, in as Tommy, and then he'll pop in as Thomas, the dad? Yeah, his dad. Yeah. Oh, wow. How bizarre. He's, like, acting like he's relaying messages from Tommy. You know, because when you're in boot camp or even overseas, it's not like you can make endless phone calls. So you maybe call your mom, and then your mom will tell your other family members what you want to say, you know? Yeah, okay. So he's like relaying messages from Tommy to her. It's it's really awkward. It is awkward because they're just lies that he's telling her yeah, from exactly. like a, a different account or a different number. I don't know. Did he have like a burner phone for this? Like there's a lot going on here. I don't know because most of the transcripts from their conversations have their username. So it feels like they spend a lot of time on Pogo. So, oh. So you think they just never took it off of Pogo? Oh, no. We'll get there. Oh, okay. It gets off Pogo. So he starts to feel a little bit guilty while he's in Iraq, and he even thinks about, like, telling her that he died in Iraq to, like, <laughs> cut it off. <laughs> I'm like, okay. This is getting out of hand quickly, but he yeah, can't do but, it. but, but <laughs> they've never met. Like, right. I mean, what's the harm? Really? Yeah. Like, I don't know. But like, he, can't, he can't do it. He was addicted to her and this relationship, even to the point where he's kind of like getting a little off with things like in his real life. And we even find out later the police find a letter in his work locker. I'm going to read it to you because it's kind of like shows you where mentally his mindset is. 
Great. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it's yeah. theirs. Is this like a sexy thing? No, no, oh, no, no. Okay. It says, on January 2nd, 2006, Tom Montgomery, 46 years old, ceases to exist and is replaced by an 18-year-old battle-scarred Marine. He is moving to West Virginia to be with the love of his life. What the hell is going on? He's losing it. By the way, you know my friend my friend Tom? Also January 2nd. That's his birthday. Oh, nice. Happy birthday, Tom. Yep. Well, not yet, but you know, in January, Tom. Yeah. Well, you know what I meant. So he's losing touch with reality, this guy. Obviously, if he's writing himself letters like he's going to cease to exist so that he could be reborn into a 19-year-old Marine, it's like, um, that's not real life. No, it's not. It's very strange. This is very strange behavior. Yeah, well, it gets better. Oh, good. So after a while, this crap's been going on for like a year now, and Cindy, his wife, she started to get a little bit like, "Mm, why is he on the computer all the time? Like, he stays up all night, and he's always on the computer. So she starts checking things out a little bit here and there. Oh, remember, though, too, 2005, this is all through a computer. Like, we don't have, like, the high-tech, fancy-dancy cell phones that we do now. Right, correct. So this is all being done. Oh, yeah, he's at home doing this. He stays up all night that talking to her. That is so much more weird. Oh, yeah. That's so much more yeah. weird. He stays up all night talking to her, and he's, like, neglecting real-life things at this point. Oh, my gosh. I started, I did stuff like this, though, when I was, like, you know, in middle school. Right. Like, talking to people on AIM yeah. and chat rooms. Of course. You could waste hours. Yeah. I would go up in age, though. I'd be, like, you know, a 16-year-old, like, female <laughs> from Florida. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is getting weird. So his wife, Cindy, starts checking on stuff and she finds a box with a pair of Jesse's red underwear in it that Jesse had sent Tommy. And so immediately Cindy's like, um, we need to talk about this. Are they used? I would imagine. Does it specify? Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. It's kind of gross. I mean, I don't think she bought him like a brand new pair of underwear and then sent it to him. It feels kind of like <laughs> defeats the purpose. Oh, I mean like like dirty, like like recently worn. I know you know what I mean. I know like, what you meant, and I'm pretty sure that's why she would send him to him. Oh okay. I think that's the kink, Grant. I know we're not good at this stuff, but I'm pretty sure that's that's what okay. You know. We're good. This is beside yeah. the point. She finds a pair of women's underwear in her husband's shit. So she's like, Hello, what's going on? Fair enough. Yeah, so she's obviously upset, and it seems like, though, that she knows her marriage is kind of, like, over, but being the mother of a teenage daughter, or teenage daughters, she's pretty upset that this girl's so young, and she's like, what in the actual fuck, Tom? What is going on here? So, Cindy kind of does, like, I almost think, like, a a good mom thing, and she writes Jesse a letter, and it had a family photo inside of it. And the letter said, let me introduce you to these people. The man in the center is Tom, my husband since 1989. There is no Tommy. He's taking advantage of you. You need to be more cautious with your safety. He's 46 years old. Don't trust words on a computer. Let this go. You'll only be hurt by a man who has mastered the art of manipulation and lies. And then she signed it, Sydney Montgomery. So she's like... Almost like warning her, like, hey, dude, you're really young. Don't let creepy guys on the internet take advantage of you. Yeah, especially my creepy-ass husband. Right. Like, I don't know. I thought that was kind of like, I was like, 
good on her because she could have been like kind of a raging, you know, what about this? And she, what? I mean, it's not Jesse's fault. She doesn't know she's being catfished, you know. Right. But right. now she does because she gets this letter from Cindy. So, so is it's over there, right? It's got it. Well, no, we're it's a, it's a true crime podcast, so it doesn't end there. Oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. So Jesse is pissed. <laughs> Just ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to ignore you. <laughs> Sorry. So Jesse's pissed at this point. She's livid. She gets this letter. She knows the truth, you know. And at first, Thomas almost seemed like relieved, like the lies were over. But yeah. he was still totally obsessed with this relationship and couldn't let it go. Just reliving that part of his life? Well, but it's like, you're out. You're done. Your lies have been exposed. Your wife found out. Just be done with this. But he couldn't. Yeah. He was still like 100% obsessed with Jesse. So Jesse does like a real super teenage thing to do when she finds out that Thomas was catfishing her. And she starts chatting with another guy in the Pogo chat room that she knew Thomas worked with in real life. So, Whoa, what? Yeah. So she doesn't care that he's 46 with a family. No, she does. She starts chatting with another guy in the Pogo chat room that she knew that Thomas worked with in real life. So she's flirting with Thomas's friends, knowing that they know him. Oh, I thought it was still to get intel and like he no, 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 no. Him. no, no, no. She's trying to piss him off. Gotcha. Which that's what you do. You go after their friends. Easy. That makes sense. That's a very teenage thing to do. This guy that she started flirting with in these online chat rooms was actually 22. He was way closer to her age. Good-looking kid named Brian Barrett. And he did work with Thomas in real life. And it started out simple enough where she was like asking him, like, is he really 46? Is he really married? You know, stuff like that. And obviously that Brian guy was like, yeah, of course. He's Thomas. The whole office in on this website? Like, this is... I don't know. (laughs) What's going on? Yeah, I don't know. That, That caught me off guard, too. Maybe Pogo was really popular in 2005. I don't remember it, except with Kim, so... I know for sure MySpace was popular in 2005. That's going to come up here in a minute. Oh, nice. What's yeah. up? Is this is this Tom from MySpace? No. No, no, no. Oh. Oh, man. Oh. So. What a story that would have been. Yeah. So Jesse starts chatting with Brian Barrett, and his username is Beefcake, which is <laughs> quite cute. So we got Beefcake and Hot Tall Blonde, huh? Yep. So, like I said, he actually is her age, and they're getting along, and they start chatting, but Jesse really is, like, throwing it in Tom's face. Like, they chat publicly on the forums and stuff like that, and they start to get pretty hot and heavy. Hot and heavy. Yeah. So, after a while, Brian and Jesse are, like, an official item. Like, they are dating now. So, she finds out this 46-year-old guy is catfishing her, so she starts dating his 22-year-old friend. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of, at this point, Thomas and Brian are having like a little bit of a rivalry because Thomas can't let this go. Even though he was the one that lied to her and all this stuff, he can't let it go that now she's dating his coworker and all that stuff. So it's it's really getting kind of messy. And the drama and stuff, they're getting him kicked out of the teen chat rooms, which is probably a good thing. He shouldn't be in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, what is this 22-year-old doing in the teen chat room? What's going on with this? There's yeah. no policing going on. No. So, but they, like, tell people on the forum that he's creepy and a pedophile, and it starts to get really messy. This guy he works with every day yes. is telling other people he's a creep and then has yes. to go work with him in person. Yes. Okay. It's even, like, starting to go around his work at this point because they haven't, like, let it go. Like, Brian and Jesse are having these, like, hot and heavy chats, and then they're printing them out and leaving them on Thomas's toolbox at work. It's like... Oh, my God. Yeah, it's getting kind of embarrassing for Thomas, you know, because oh, he how... really for shouldn't... Thomas, this is embarrassing for everybody involved. Well, that's true, but he really shouldn't be involved <laughs> in this drama at all because he's a 46-year-old yeah, no married man with two kids that teaches Sunday school. Yeah, fair enough. You're right. You're right. But yeah. So print out that chat and leave it on his chair. That'll yeah. get him. Yep. You have to sit there and read it. Like you don't have to read it. Yeah, but other people read it. Was the point. Oh. So oh, he's starting fine. to lose it at this point because he's getting embarrassed at work. He's really pissed because he's still totally in love with Jesse. Like this is getting kind of out of control, right? And he oh, starts yeah. sending oh, yeah. messages to Jesse like Brian's going to pay in blood and, you know, kind of like threatening, sketchy stuff. <laughs> yeah. So Brian at one point is going to go to West Virginia and meet Jesse. And she kind of chickens out and tells him he can't come because their conversations have been really hot and heavy and like sexually charged. And apparently she's a virgin and isn't ready and blah, 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 blah. So... Uh -huh. Oh, is she catfishing him? Is no. this a reverse catfish? No, no, no. Oh. So Brian is over this. He's like 22 and actually a normal guy and is like, this is too much fucking drama. He's, he seems like a normal guy. He's tired of her like always trying to piss off Thomas and, you know, she's not really focusing on their relationship. She's focusing on making Thomas mad. So he breaks things off with her and he's just like, I'm done with this shit. This is too much. Sure. So when that happens, everything should be over. Thomas catfished Jesse. Jesse and Brian dated for a while. They broke up. Like, this is all done, right? Right. It's done. Wrong. Jesse starts talking to Thomas again, knowing that he's a 46-year-old married man. Oh, jeez. She just, like, can't let it go either. How old is she again? She's, she's 18, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to read you a little text exchange, and this is one of the only ones I'm going to read because they're pretty awkward. And if you want to look them up and read them, they're pretty funny, but I'm only going to read a couple of them because I'm not going to say most of the stuff that they say out loud. Because they're hot and heavy. Why do you love that term so much? You have been saying it, and I've been, I've been listening to it. Okay. So this is an example of one of their little exchanges after... She already knows that he is Thomas. They've already broken up and she dated Brian and the whole thing. She sends him a message that says, I ache to be with Tommy. What? Do you miss it, Tom? And then he says, more than you will ever know. My heart aches to hear you call me your Tommy. I wish I could be that 19-year-old Marine for you. And she said, I know, Tom. Ah. Uh... Right. So she knows he's not Tommy, yeah. but she like can't let Tommy go. So they start talking again, and it's really awkward. They're still weirdly like sexual, and she wants him to pretend he's Tommy because she can't let Tommy go, and he's addicted to it, so he's like all for it. Yeah, this is strange. This is where things get really awkward, because 
Thomas can't let the whole Beefcake Brian thing go because he's a fucking lunatic and he's mad at her for that whole thing. Even though he was catfishing her and proposing to her when he was in Iraq, but really he was 46 years old living in Buffalo, New York. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. After they do this, like, where they're back together and off and on thing and he's irritated with her and all this stuff about the Brian stuff. She does like weird things like she flirts with other guys in the chats and tries to make him jealous and he gets mad and breaks it off and then he threatens her and then she apologizes and they go back and forth and his jealousy is mostly aimed at Brian but it's at everything. So this relationship is not good and is very unhealthy. And he's still married, right? Yes. And she is still knows he's 46 and married And they just can't stop talking to each other. So it's weird. So one day, Thomas goes on Jesse's MySpace. He sees that her and Brian are friends on MySpace. Ooh, scandalous. And he snaps. And this is where it all goes bad. I'd like to point out, it wasn't going well for anybody before. No. This is bizarre. Yeah, but this is where it gets... This is a weird thing. Yeah, but this is where it gets real, real bad. Okay. So on September 15th, 2006, Brian Beefcake clocks out of work at 10.15 p.m. and he walked to his truck. So when he got in, somebody walked up to his truck and pointed a rifle and shot him three times. Just at point blank range? Yep. Oh, yeah. Wow. So... Brian Barrett was found dead two days later in the parking lot where he worked, shot three times by a military rifle. Oof, wow. Two days? Yeah. So apparently he clocked out at 10.15, and from what I've gathered, it was like a Friday night, and I believe the factory was closed for the weekend. So he wasn't found until Monday morning. Whoa. Yeah. So police start investigating his death, of course, And pretty quickly, they figured out this whole awkward love triangle and Thomas and him working together. And so they set out to find Thomas. And when they can't find him, like, immediately, they go to West Virginia to find Jesse because they want to make sure she's still alive. So the very first people that are going to meet Jesse in person are the police. Neither one of these guys ever did. Yep. Oh, wow. The cops knock on her door. And Jesse's mom, Mary Shiler, answered the door and they were like, hey, where's Jesse? And she was like, oh, my God, I don't know why. And the cops tell her the whole story and they're questioning her and they're like, we need to find Jesse right now. We need to make sure she's alive. And she was communicating with the cops back and forth and they start questioning her. And pretty quickly, she folds like some bad origami. She just broke down and started crying. It turns out 45-year-old Mary Shiler was Jesse. It was a reverse catfish. Yep. So she was catfishing both of these guys the whole time. What in the hell? Yep. She was catfishing both of these guys at the same time and however many other guys on the internet and one of them killed the other one. Oh, wow. And she had no idea well, that that was going to go on. Wow. Yeah. So the only person who wasn't lying in all of this was Brian, and he ended up dead. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. Wow, yeah. That, was, that was a whole lot of twists and turns and back and forth. Oh, it's not done. It's not done? 
No. So oh. the pictures that she used for Jesse. Oh, I, I was thinking about that, but then I was like, well, eh, you know, you can get yeah. any kind of pictures of young girls off the internet, wherever. Well, you would think, except that she decided to use pictures of her actual daughter. <gasps> oh, she had an actual daughter. Yes, named Jesse, who was 18. No way. Mm-hmm. So she used pictures of her own daughter. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she even took some of these without her permission, and all of them were shared without her permission because she didn't know her mom was using her pictures. Oh, wow. Could you imagine? No. That is so bizarre and weird. Yeah. Wow. So do we know any idea what Jesse thinks about all this? The real one? Yeah. Mary's husband ended up divorcing her, and Jesse, her daughter, cut ties with her. Really? She's just nuts. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't do it anymore. Whoa! Yeah. So Thomas Montgomery was charged and pleaded guilty to the murder of Brian Barrett, and he received a 20-year sentence. Prosecutors said that they discovered Montgomery's DNA on a peach pit found at the crime scene, and there was a photo of a family gun cabinet with the same type of gun, even though they never found the gun. He did own a gun that was similar and then didn't have it after they were investigating him. So they're assuming that was the gun. Those were their like key pieces of evidence beside the ongoing feud and all the threats and everything. Dude, that is crazy. Mary Shiler was never charged with any crimes in connection with Brian's murder. The prosecutor and the DA tried, but she technically never broke any laws because she didn't tell anybody to kill yeah, anybody. I was going to say. She didn't like in. Are there laws yeah. now on catfishing? I'm not certain yeah. about that. I really. Surprisingly, I didn't look that up. Huh. I wonder if. I wonder if there is now because of something like this. That is a crazy story, though. I can't believe that everybody was lying to each other except Brian, and he's the only one who ended up dead. Yeah. That's, that's awful. That's really sad, but at the same time, it's like, if these two idiots didn't lie to each other on the internet, if they would have just been themselves, they probably would have gotten along. They were like 45 and 46. Yeah. Like They obviously got along. Yeah, they actually could have been. I mean, until it got right, weird. They could have been boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, even, even if he was married and shouldn't have been. They could have been, and it would have been a normal... No, but it's like if they were just adults about this and both left their spouses and, like, they had this love connection or whatever, you well, know? yeah, but I'm saying, like... E but they were both lying. Like, why wouldn't she come clean when she found out who he was, you know? Like, oh, I, oh, that's okay. I've actually... I don't know the psychology behind Catfish, yeah, I but... I guess there is a whole thing about that. That is... That is a wild story. That yeah. really is crazy. Yeah, and she's only ever given one interview about this whole situation to BBC. And the quote from that interview, she said, it was stupid. It should have never happened. I just never thought it would go anywhere, that it would end, fall off, and that would be the end of it. It almost seems like both of them thought that this was just like something that was just going to go away, but somehow well, they it were like... searching for it to continue lasting. Like they had outs and they I just know. kept making it drag out. I know. Also, besides having outs, they did obviously have outs. Like when she found out he was 46 and when his wife found out the whole thing. They had outs, but also just change your username. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no kidding. Just, and come, like, come up with something better than hot, this. tall, blonde, and beefcake and 
and what was oh yeah marine man marine sniper yeah more of the story kids don't believe anything on the internet and do not kill anybody over anybody on the internet that was a bananas case like that was a lot of twists and turns and back and forth and and I love the double catfish. I I I did see it coming a little bit, but you threw me off track. So, you know, it really I really was surprised. That was good. Yeah, where'd you hear about that? I watched a documentary on it like a long time ago, and when I was trying to come up with a case this week to tell you about, it, I always like to like do like one of those juke moves with you, where it's like it goes one way, and then it's like nope. I like that it goes too. The other yeah, way. That keeps me on my toes. Keeps me interested. Yeah. Well, that's what I feel like I have to do so that you don't get bored. So it's true. Yeah. It's fair. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I am going to get going because it is getting really late and yeah. we both have to work tomorrow. Yep. Sure do. So, all right. Well, this episode was awesome. I was, thank you for, for telling me the story. I really enjoyed You're it. You're welcome. All right. Cool. Well, I love you. Love Happy you Halloween, too. everybody. Happy Halloween, ghosts and ghouls. No. Oh, You're man. I that. totally didn't. I. That's how we should have brought. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> All right, love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.